I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Um, Wow. Uh, There have been plenty of days that I've come on the World Championship Daily and said uh, that was one of the, a very dull, uninteresting day this was the complete opposite from start to finish. Just drama, quality, excellence, culminating in two last 16 games that will go down in the annals of history. I always am quick to say when games will not go on Sky Sports' Darts Classics, these two will definitely be on it. Those two last 16 games at the World Darts Championship tonight will be going on that for sure welcome along to day 12 of the world championship daily it is the oh still the only daily podcast giving you insight debate analysis and reaction from inside the alexander palace from the players and with all of us here on the online darts team jada thinking back with you um we shall talk about what happened on last night's pod i'm sure uh, although i'll try to move it on as quickly as possible uh, joining me to talk to darts with you is luke pickering and dan simpson uh, gentlemen a very warm welcome to the show uh, luke your initial thoughts on probably well easily the best day of the world championship so far and i'm going to go as far as to say it's probably up there in the terms of the top three from the last four or five years of days of action i uh, completely agree with you i think for me, MVG is well and truly back. I think we've said it before, he was getting there. There was moments in, in against Ricky Evans and there was moments against Ryan Murray where he thought, maybe he's there. But when you, when you really, really tested him today and put him under the most amount of pressure he could possibly be under in this World Championship, he didn't crack. He came back and won it three sets on the bounce. He looked absolutely imperious. And is this, is this an MVG world title? I definitely think it's possible. Well, I will talk about that in a second. Uh, but Dan, welcome back once again, my friends. Uh, everyone's my friend now. Like I say, I'm turning into the Mitchell <laughs> Talk Sport. But uh, look, this is this is a major, major day in this World Championships because we, we felt like that the tournament's been bubbling under the surface slightly. This tournament's now just shot up through the rooftops, really, of, every, of the Alexander Palace. Everybody is talking about this on social media tonight. The dart is taking over after two incredible games in the last sixteen. Well, I, I just, I just think what, like, what a day today. So I, I went on, I went on Twitter just ten minutes before this podcast, flicking through my Twitter, see, see who shot me a message, see what had gone on, and and the first, the, the first sort of six or seven mess, like tweets at the top of my uh, top of my newsfeed were Premier League footballers like major like players from Chelsea players from Tottenham players from Man United tweeting not about the football but all tweeting about today's darts which was which it's amazing to see that the 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 spread that darts has got and, and that how you know we all think you know there's no crowd there we can't go and be present in, in and watch this but you, you, you forget sometimes that how many people are tuning in, how many people are actually paying attention to what's going on. 
Now, like today, I think we've we I always I, I use it in, in a mixture of of sort of calamity and and brilliance. And we've seen all of that today. We've seen four three matches that have gone to the wire with outrageous standards we've seen four nil destructions we've seen a nine data we've seen seeds go out in completely unexpected fashion like today was was amazing i think from start to finish it certainly was and we will come and talk about the rest of round three that obviously concluded uh in the afternoon session and then the first game of the evening session a little bit later but there is only one place to start and there's with those two last 16 games as we've mentioned all of them both of them going to seven set thrillers both of them providing drama of the highest quality and as luke you mentioned in the intro there michael van gerwin just produced something very very special indeed joe cullen 3-1 up on the brink of knocking out the world number one and, and the brink of blowing this world championship wide open but Van Gerwen survives two match starts and in the deciding leg, Joe Cullen, unfortunately, just could not find a key trouble when he's throwing on his throw. Michael Van Gerwen hitting double eight. Michael Van Gerwen winning 3-2 in the seventh set and winning the match 4-3. In short, I've said this on my social media, this is the one opportunity you normally get to take Michael Van Gerwen out of a tournament. It hasn't been done. I am now fully in the camp that we will be seeing a full-time world champion on the Alexander Palace stage on Sunday. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'd crown him now. That was genius. Genius from the world number one. I'm really impressed with how well Van Gerwen dispatched of him. But I think Cullen deserves a hell of a lot of credit for the fact that this guy was, to be honest, at the beginning of the year, you would have wrote him off. In any standard, if you'd said to me that Cullen was going to play Van Gerwen in the last 16, you would have said that was a 4-0 route quite easily, Van Gerwen. But the Euro 2 win's given him a hell of a lot of confidence. And I think he's starting to show now the form that potentially, give him a couple of years' time, I'm going to drop the P word, he could be in the Premier League. But he's got to, he's got to get his act sorted out on stage and he's got to start winning some seriously big matches. He put himself in a position to go out there and get the job done. But Van Gerwen alluded to it in a Sky interview. As soon as you begin to think, you begin to see that winning line a little bit, uh, a little bit closer than you should do. That's when it just creeps up on you. And I think that was that was Cullen's downfall. The last two sets, he was averaging well below ninety. He had Dars to win the match. He didn't take them. But realistically, we're going to dwell on two missed starts in the ball. I think it would have been a stretch for anyone to have hit them. That's always going to be difficult if you're only going to get one dart at the ball twice to actually win the match. Um, mm-hmm. Van Gerwen also alluded to the fact that in the Grand Slam. He missed out on legs against Adam Hunt and Gabriel Clemens. You know, Cullen's just beginning to think a little bit too much. Once that becomes instinctive and he starts to see how the top players like Van Gerwen and Price just get on with it, no thinking, and just play it rhythmically, then I think Cullen can get over the line. But today, today's Van Gerwen's day. And as you say, we look back to 2016, five years ago, and Barneville did the job on Van Gerwen in an absolutely unbelievable match in the last 16. Now, today, that was the chance. Cullen couldn't do what Van Barneveld did. And I think Van Gerwen now, he's, he's on a home run. He's on the stretch of the final. Well, I'm, I, like I say, I'm more than happy to go out on a limb and saying he crowned him already, but that's another issue um, entirely. Glenn, this is just a heartbreaking loss for Joe Cullen. 3-1 up, probably playing the darts of his life, darts of his career. Yes, he gets two missed darts to the ball and they are opportunities to win the game. But realistically, you're not going to normally 
take out shots of 90 and 164 uh, to go and win a game. Uh, this is a heartbreaker because it 19 180s, those first four sets were probably the best I've ever seen the Rockstar play. It it was it was absolutely I I mean I thought I I was sending you know, I was tweeting I was sending messages to people so certainly the first those first two sets he looked absolutely electric and and it looked like he was going to really push it and 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 I, I I sent a message to my mate and I said that he's he, he's playing the best I've ever seen him play on TV. Um, my question is can like can can he close it can he keep it and and it going into that last leg. I, I thought Cullen looked absolutely drained, and 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 you could do. I thought you could just see it in his in his face and his body language. He looked completely worn down. Now Michael Van Gerwen plays this thing. We all hear it in his interviews, and he talks about doing the right thing at the right time. Now in that deciding leg, Cullen's got the darts. He goes to the hockey. He can't find a treble. Michael Van Gerwen follows follows him straight up there. Bang bang bang. One eighty. Now and that and that's the right thing at the right time, and I think as soon as that happened, that that noticeable sink in Cullen just just completely he just looked to collapse on stage almost. He looked completely withdrawn. But 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 uh, there was a point in that where he looked like the best arts player on the planet. He looked amazing. Yeah, he, he, he did. He just couldn't. And I don't. I don't. I think it's what that that is the difference. I think between the the you know the top ten. Um, and the top 32 is is that that sustainability of, of that level in that once you can hit that level, Michael Van Gerwen, we, we all sort of knew was playing at a level tonight and he could keep, we knew he could keep that level for, for indefinitely. He could have played a hundred legs and kept that level. If anything, he could have stepped the level up. Mm. Joe, Joe Cullen was playing at a level where really, you know, with the best one in the world and with all credit to him, I thought it was amazing. He could sort of only drop down. He could. He yeah. didn't have the gear to step up. Absolutely right. Let's hear from Michael Van Gerwen though now. Coming through an utter barnstormer with Joe Cullen. Four sets to three. The world number one is three wins away from a world championship once again. Number four could be coming to the Green Machine. Here he is in his press conference now. Michael, this place has seen some dramatic games over the years. That was... Right one of them. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, it was a uh, was a really tough one. I, he, Joe made me yeah, absolutely difficult, but I made it myself difficult as well uh, by missing a few chances in the first set, in the fourth set to win the set, two dots, three dots. When someone is playing that well, you're not allowed to do that, and uh, then you're making yourself unnecessarily difficult, and then you have to try to fight and keep fighting. And it was hard today, but uh, I managed to do it, and. That's, there's a big relief off my shoulders. You know that Joe is a dangerous player. He is. When he's on there, he but can be a very dangerous player. But you, I also know when you keep putting the pressure on him and when he starts thinking about maybe going through. We saw it in the Grand Slam of Darts when he needed one more leg against me. When he starts missing, I, I keep remembering things like that. And I know, just keep putting the pressure on him because you never know, you might get another chance. And, yeah, I mean, I was able to do that, and it was tough, really tough. One of probably one of my toughest games in the World Championships ever, but uh, yeah, I won. That's the only thing that matters for me. 
Joe has equaled the record of the Women World Championship for 180s in a game with seven sets. What's it like playing against somebody when you're hearing that 184 over and over? It's, really, uh, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying. It, it, it's, uh, it looks like they got a, like, uh, how you call it? Uh, Looks like they think it's normal against me. Simon last time, 20 odd, 180s, him 19. What's all about? Can I not just play like uh, yeah, crap or something against me? <laughs> Making me a bit easier, but this is the, these are the, of course, my last two games, that's nice for the stats and all them things, nice average. But these are the games where you get the confidence off, and this make, this, games like this make sure stronger than our player. And uh, you, need, you, need, you need to enjoy it. Yeah, you hadn't dropped a set leading up to this, no, and you've thrown massive averages. But do you think that you've you've proved maybe to yourself where your game is at more with that game? Then? Maybe, maybe probably. Even though I didn't play 100% my best, I missed a lot of doubles, but I was still able to you know, over under average, still managed to win the game. And what do you need more? If you are stood here on the 3rd of January with your form, will it not work? If title? if it doesn't count. Well. This, this will be the biggest test you face, more than likely, isn't it? Probably, maybe, but the form is going up now, and uh, I'm looking forward to my next, uh, uh, to my next victim. So, uh, yeah, I feel good, and uh, this makes you a stronger player, we all know that. But, uh, and everyone knows what I'm capable of, so it's, it's not something was going to be a surprise. People know what I can, and uh, I also believe in my own ability, and that's what you have to do. Keep being positive. You very positive. You've always had that belief. Yeah. But were there times this year when you were worried it might be a long while before I pull out those kind of displays again? Yeah, of course. But what I just said, you need to be positive. And when you're positive, you need to look ahead, not what happened in the past. In the past, I won 100 plus major tournaments. I've lost too many games in the last year. But that's the past. It doesn't count anymore. You need to look to the future. And the glass is always half full, not half empty, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Incredible tonight, well played. Thank you very much. Michael, <coughs> congratulations as always. Seven years ago, in the very same format of a tournament, you trailed Gary Anderson 3-1. Are you a believer yeah. in fate sometimes? Uh, I didn't even think about that one, but there was a cracker, cracker game. I can't remember. We played each other two, two games, after, two years after each other, and one game... I beat him, he, he should have or could have beaten me and the year after it was the other way around and uh, things like that have unfortunately happen in darts and there's a lot of pressure, it starts about, it's, it's so close and sometimes you can't do anything against it but the most important thing, I'm still in. <laughs> Last year everyone said that you hadn't been tested or pushed until the final against Peter Wright. I'm now, that's yeah, one thing, I'm this now. Year you've been pushed early, do you think that Stand you in a lot better stead going in, in which round I've been pushed? I've been pushed in every round. R Ryan Murray, Ricky Evans, Joe Cullen, they all played phenomenal against me. I don't know what, what it is, but uh, I'll probably uh, get the most out of them. And it's good. It, yeah, it gives you more... Um, it gives you more enjoyment when you win games like this. Because if you play a game against who, someone who's boring, it, it makes it a little bit tougher for yourself. But this is uh, this is something why I'm uh, why I'm enjoying. This is this is this was tough, but uh, I'm happy, man. Three one down. Do you reckon everyone else at the hotel is cheering? And yeah, now, of and, course. And now um, especially especially so, especially someone in Wales, I was reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
of course. It's uh, it's still a long way to go. I keep saying that uh, I'm only uh, I'm in the last eight. Last eight, last eight now. You won nothing, yeah. Simple as that. Still uh, three games to go, and uh, I have to win them all. Is there anyone left in the field that you think can beat you in the form you're in right now? Nah, of course not. No one can beat me. Nah, nah. You never know. But you need to make sure you keep your, your head and your, your, your brain focused and don't make mistakes. And It's good that I've got two days off now to make sure I can get, relax a little bit and prepare myself for the next round. A little bit of practice for Vincent. And I hope he's going to win tomorrow as well, uh, by the way. But uh, no, I feel good. Michael, pleasure as always. Thanks very Thank much. you very much. Michael, just one on that last leg decider. You've got a terrific record in last leg deciders. Do you think that was in Joe's mind? Uh, I, I think himself was was in his own mind and we, we all know uh, what what Joe is capable of but we also know uh, when the pressure is on him where he, uh, what mistakes he can make and yeah, to, to start off the leg with the 180 was incredible for me So Dan, we have this dramatic game involving Van Gerwen but before that we have a game for the ages not necessarily in terms of quality like you look at the averages and you go yeah, but in terms of drama, I have never seen something like this on the Ali Pali stage. Three sets all, two legs all, both players on double one. Christoph Bratajski and Gabriel Clements throw seven match darts each before Bratajski gets over the line and makes his maiden last eight appearance at the Ali Pali. Just a remarkable game outrageously tense to the absolute <laughs> end and it re- and it really was like uh, it, it's there, there was the, the commentator I think it, I think everybody that knew and that knew about these both of these players had said all along this game can go to the death we all knew that if, if you looked at today's games and you looked at the six games on offer today and someone said right you've got a hundred pound free bet which game goes three all 2-2 final leg. Every, I think everyone picks this game. And 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 we all sort of knew it had the potential. I don't think anyone could have predicted it being that tight towards the end, both in the madhouse, multiple <laughs> misstarts. I, it, was, it was the most tense game I've seen. I can't remember seeing a more tense game. No, definitely not. And look, this is the thing for me for Clements, the fact that he will look back on this because he had big chances to, to win a couple of sets, obviously to win the match, as we all know. But like this is such a gruelling game between the pair. And the last 15 legs, all on throw. That is just methodical from two utter brilliant workers. You know what? I want to throw it back to set six, just to send that to the final set. Clemens had to mm. hit two 140s and a 72 in the last leg of the set. So I don't know, Phil has doubted Clemens many a times on the live lounge. But I did think he showed quite a bit of bottle today. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the last leg, he did come unstuck. But this is what I want you to imagine to anyone listening to this. If I put you in front of the dartboard against someone else and said, oh, is it double one? First person with double one gets 15 grand. Suddenly, you start (laughs) to see how high these stakes are. That's the way to imagine it. These guys are under immense pressure. And it might be in an empty stadium with no fans. But I tell you what, the pressure is there because that is worth more than a pro tour win. It is serious money on the line for these guys. And Clemens, at the end of the day, if you if you made it through this, he would fancy his chances against Stephen Bunton, Ryan Searle. So, you know, this potentially even make a world semi-final. So Clemens will be ruined his mistakes for definite. But 
I think it's starting to become even more, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Even more, I guess, important that behind the scenes, when you win the ball, like in the, in the past, you could have gone away with it when we had the tiebreak decider, but now the ball is becoming absolutely critical. And I know Ratajski, obviously, both missed starts for the double, but Ratajski did end up getting to the shot first. So it was close for Clemens. He, he gave it a go. And he did play well. He got quite a few on it. He's in there. And I think it's only going to build him for the future. But Ratajski is just looking very, very solid. And this is where I want to go with this. But one word answer before we hear from him. He's the favourite now. Is he the favourite now to go and reach a maiden world championship semi-final? I'm going to go no. I think, well, I think he's the bookies' favourite. He's not my favourite. I think he's the bookies' favourite, probably. Okay, so you're both going no. I'm going with yes, personally. Out of interest, Searle or Bunting then for you two? Uh, I, Dan, you go first, mate. I, I, I mean, I, I picked Searle um, before the tournament. When we did me or me in video, I picked Ryan Searle. I, I, I feel an obligation to stick with my pick. So, so yeah. I, I think it's Ryan Searle. Uh, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, sorry, excuse me. I'm going to agree. However, I think whoever gets through out of Bunton and Searle will beat Ratajski regardless. I'm not sure. I think the Polish Eagle is destined for a maiden PDC World Darts Championship semi-final. Do you know what's a quick... Can I give you a quick interesting one on that game as well that I noticed? Go on. Go on. Why not? The first one I've spotted for a while where we've been completely level on legs at the end of the game, 17-0. What a segue to the press conference. Christopher (laughs) Sajski comes through one of the most incredible games of darts you'll ever see. Tension filled to the end, both players in the madhouse, and in the end, Christopher Tyski comes through to make a maiden PDC World Darts Championship quarterfinal. Let's hear from him now in his press conference. Christoph, congratulations. Can you just describe how you were feeling in the last leg there? The last leg was for me was terrible. I, I start really good. I start good, I play good, scoring was good, uh, Clemens also, but uh, in the finish, I think we, 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 we felt it is a uh, double for the last eight, and it was something big for, for both of us. Uh, and this is why we, we missed so many doubles. You've won seven PDC titles. You've beat the best players in the world. You're a former world master. And yet, a place in the quarterfinals of the William Hill World Championship, it can make even the best players get very nervous. It's, uh, it's uh, something different, uh, playing the um, uh, Pro Tour tournament. Uh, even uh, <clears throat> European tour, which which I which I won. This is a world championship, and this is something something big for for all the players. And I'm here in this in this place first time. I was first time in the last uh, 16. It was before, and now I'm in the last stage. It's something great for me. The game itself was so close all the way through. There were 16 consecutive holds of throw. The last 16 legs, all holds of throw. Was it stressful just all the way through? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. 
I felt that Gabriel play play a really good game, and I knew I must uh, won every my my throw. It's it's really stressful. To reach the quarterfinals, the first Polish player to do so, and you're the fourth favourite to win the whole thing, Christoph. This is this could be the most incredible week of your life, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be something incredible. Uh, I hope it was the last match when I I felt uh, so nervous, and I I hope I will play my game. I will I have a one day break. I will rest, and I hope in the quarters I will play better, much more better. Perfect. Well done. Very Thank good. you. Christoph, congratulations! At the end, we saw how much it meant to you when you dropped to your knees. What were you thinking in that moment when you dropped to your knees on the hockey? Uh, I, I'm really happy that I'm in the last eight, but uh, I don't feel comfort comfortable with, with myself that I missed so many doubles for a match. Uh, it was for me uh, very terrible. It, but of course, I'm win and it's. I'm over the moon in this moment, but so many doubles missed, it uh, shouldn't be happened. We saw you walk halfway up the um, walk-on area as well, trying to compose yourself. What were you saying to yourself in that moment? Sorry? We saw you walk back up the walkway after Gabriel missed his match starts. What were you saying to yourself in that moment? Uh, uh, every time uh, I, uh, when I uh, when Gabriel missed, I couldn't believe he 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 missed two rounds, two or three rounds. Uh, after first, I couldn't believe. After second, it was it was unbelievable something. It's and after uh, his first missed three darts. All, 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 all times I, I thought uh, I should, I should finish, but it nervous was was very high. Because this is the world championship, do you think that's the biggest result of your career so far? This is my biggest, uh, yeah. This is my biggest uh, result, but I hope it's not the. Not the, not it's not the end. What I uh, could show here. Now that you're in the last eight, do you believe you can go on and win the world championship from here? Yeah, in this moment I believe because all nervous I think I think go away from me, and now I have a free mind, and I hope I will go next and. Next match and go, go through the, the final. Christoph, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that was the last 16 games that had enough drama to, to, to deal with everything for the rest of this tournament. But we haven't even got to this moment yet. The fact that we had the first nine data at the World Championship since 2016. Gary Anderson, the curse of Gando, is no more. James Wade, in the fifth set, in the f- second leg of that fifth set, goes and hits the magical nine. And it seemed non-plus about it, probably because he knew what was going on. Um, the fact that Stephen Bunting came back and beat him 4-2 after he blew a two-set lead. But an achievement, obviously, to hit the nine. So this is where I'm going with this, gentlemen. Luke, I'll start with you. What's the biggest thing here? Obviously, Wade hitting the nine is incredible, but at the end of the day, he blew a two-set lead. Well, I, I think for the end, for the record, where to 29 darts hit against him, you really thought he would have given it a bit of the big one. Yeah, he's finally hit one himself, but no, absolutely nothing. I mean, the man shocks me more and more every week. Every time I see him, I've got no idea what reaction we're going to get from him. But fair enough, each to their own. Yeah, I think it was a two-set lead is massive, and especially when every, everyone under the sun was sort of saying that Wade was going to make the final, which, to be honest, I was in that camp. I did really think that Wade had a chance this year. He had a huge chance to finally make his first world final. But for me, Stephen Bunton looks resurgent. He looked strong, and I think Wade's, Wade's only got himself to blame because an 87 average is never, ever going to get you through to a, a last 16. No, it isn't. But this is a, a huge moment, though, isn't it, for, for Stephen, Dan? Because uh, since that debut year in the PDC, where he looked unbelievable since, the, obviously, the Lakeside World Championship, he just hasn't looked the same person. But he seems to be making strides. That's the second straight year now that he's made the last 16 at this event. Yeah, I think we, you know, we look back years ago. The, the scenes on the same way with them, um, Raymond Van Bernevel's emotional. If, I don't know if you remember what he kept on <laughs> mic. And it was, it was, yes, Stephen Bunting, and, and you know, and and it does. You're right. It seems a long time, but he, he just looked. I think that if I was to sum the performance up today of Stephen Bunting. He did uh, the, the best I can sort of do. I don't think he was exceptional. I don't think he did anything particularly amazing. He, he didn't do anything wrong. And I think in, faced with a 2-0 a deficit uh, and then a nine data, he, ju- he was incredibly steady and, and he did nothing wrong. And he, and he just went about his business in a very, very professional manner. And, 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 and again, he, he, he took the win without really scintillating or, or doing anything exceptional. But I do think we, we he's, a, he's a real player and he always has been. But you're right, he, he did sort of go missing a little bit for, for a few years and didn't really live up to his potential. But, you know, we've, we've got a we've got a player there that, you know, he's in, if he puts a few, if he, if he strings a few of these performances together, he, he's got, we, we've chatted about how open that top, you know, top 12, top 16 area of, of the ranking spot is and he's got a real good shout at moving up there he does and Luke just quickly if you'd have offered him Ryan Sill for a chance at a world championship quarter final to start the tournament he'd have bit your hand off wouldn't he no disrespect to Sill he's a pro tour winner but in that section of the draw you know what I mean you obviously have Wade as well uh, you, you think uh, yeah okay I'll offer that I'll offer I'll offer Ryan Sill right now Ian White Jeffrey Deswan we know that they can play if you'd offered him Ryan Sell, you'd probably go, yeah, right, I'll have that. I think he definitely would have, considering he had MVG at the stage last year. So, yeah, I'm Correct. sure he's, he's counting his lucky, uh, count lucky stars, but he's actually got a bit of a chance this time. 
And I think, to be fair, MVG last year, that was always going to be a difficult task. But Ryan Searle is a very capable player. But Stephen Button's definitely going to fancy his chances. You know, Stephen Button's the higher-ranked player going into that match. He hasn't had the form this year, but at the end of the day, he's proved himself with that Andy Bolton match. That went to the last leg decided. Let's not forget that. He's an 11 dart in yeah. the final leg. So he was playing really yeah. well. He's genuinely genuinely impressed me quite a bit in this tournament. I, I had him written down as one of my season danger, but to be fair to Stephen, he's played really well in his first two matches. Again, I agree with you, Dan. I think he's played solid enough. And I think both of them have quite a solid game, so it could be really close. That definitely could go. Um, that could go the distance. I think it's interesting. We're, we're, we're going to see the heaviest versus the lightest darts in professional darts, aren't we? 32 <laughs> players. I think 32 grams plays 12 grams in that round. <laughs> the, the, the board's going to be shook about what the hell's going to happen to it. What's happening, <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> Let's move it on because we've got so much more to talk about. And another comeback win, this time for Dave Chisnell, Dan. Uh, the first two sets, I don't know what the hell was going on there. Yes, he was hitting the 180s quite well, but he just couldn't find a double for love nor money. But after that, after that second interval, it turned like it sounded like he was a new player. I mean, in his press conference afterwards, I think he said something about the lines of the first two sets. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe the wife was throwing, I think, is what he said in the press conference <laughs> afterwards. But 12 or 14 legs, that is the Chizzy that we know can go and do damage. It's just whether he can is the biggest question. Yeah, and that and that's it. It's, so Chizzy for me is is a player that and 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 there's a few others in that in that of the same vein that you don't quite know which version of them is going to turn up. And 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 for the first two sets tonight, the wrong the wrong version turned up. And and we were, I think everyone was, I think even Danny Nopper was scratching his head, thinking, well, when you know what's what's going on here and what's happening, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he, and he just starts to be, you know, the the, the player that the, the, the he has the capability of being. He's averaging, you know, he's he's averaged a shade un, under a hundred in the match, uh, but he, but but the first two set, you know, the first set he averaged eighty six. And 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 he's and he's sort of gone up and down a little bit, and then picked himself up and averaged a hundred for the rest of the game. He's he's he just need, I think he needed to hit a groove. Maybe the Chris he's had a bit of a break over Christmas. He, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he he didn't start fast, but he quickly became the chisel that we know. And and look, this is a an interesting one for Danny because you thought after that second set win when he's won six legs on the bounce, you're thinking, okay, here we go. He's going to kick on. Is he going to kick on? But if anything, he just dropped. He just didn't. He just didn't get a shot at a double. He wasn't scoring well enough. It was simple as plain as that. Well, he only won two of the last fourteen legs, so I think well, it was a, exactly. it was a huge drop off from Danny Nopper. He'd be really disappointed. I think the Carolison game didn't go well for him, so that was a bad start to the tournament before it even really got going. And then, yeah, it was a really, really disappointing performance from Danny Nopper. I don't see that sort of form keeping him anywhere near. The top 32, I think, to be honest, he, he looked really ropey there. So hopefully he can improve for future tournaments. I think just quickly on Chisnell, mm. yeah, I, it just reminded me when I was watching that, is that's not even the first time Chisnell's done it where he just hasn't got started. Because I remember in 2019, he did the same thing against Josh Payne and went two sets down and then came back to reel off um, the last three sets and won it. And I'm sure he did the same thing against Robert Thornton where he was like 8-0 down and then came back to winning the Masters. So... Don't know whether that's just coincidence, but Chisnell seems to have a habit of not really getting started and then just suddenly flying and really started to get going there. His MO was back with hitting 11-180, so he did look good. Better than he has done for quite a while. 
you mentioned that. You, you mentioned that. I've just thought about this. How much of the World Grand Prix as well that he was doing? The fact that he was pretty much going one set or two sets down at the World yeah, Grand yeah. Prix and fought back to win. So that is that is the cheesy way. Wouldn't say that's the best way of doing things, but we have to move on uh, because we will talk about. I'm sure. Well, I certainly will be talking about Chisholm against Vandenberg tomorrow in a little bit when we look ahead to the games of the day. Now. Um, it seems that my script is broken here and we've only got five games to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. ah. Moving on to Daryl Gurney against Chris Dobie. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> uh, but for um, context for anyone listening, guys, we had a prediction from Jarlath that said Jason Law was going to beat Devin Peterson and he got absolutely whipped 4-0. So we'll go into that one. What's your thoughts, Jarlath? Daryl Gurney, Chris Dobie. Uh, moving on. Look, <laughs> look. Well, I, I, so just to be clear, Luke, am I analysing it here? Jason Lowe's performance or Jarl's prediction? Which, which, where's my analysis? They were, I they mean, were, they were, they were both absolutely tough, so you could probably say the same for both. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, this is the this is the this is the God's honest truth, and I, I and like anybody who listens to the show yesterday will know that I was very heavily tipping Jason Lowe to be Devin Peterson. I'm going to, I'm not going to give excuses because in the, the day there is no excuses. Uh, Jason in his previous game against Michael Smith, was about 50% on the doubles. He missed eight darts to win the second set. You you can't miss that many darts against a quality player like Devon. If you'd done that against Michael Smith, you would not be in this position. He also missed darts to, to win the fourth set when he came back from 2-0 down to try to make it a contest and he didn't take it. He didn't. He didn't have, he didn't hit as many 180s anywhere near as many 180s as he did before. Peterson hitting nine to to Jason's one, but this is the biggest thing that take me away from this one from Dan is the fact that you can't you can't make excuses for this. But this is an amazing stat about Devin Peterson that I found from uh, at Phil Darts five hundred one, a great great uh, journalist by the way uh, from Germany. You should, you should follow me if you don't already do so. Devin Peterson's opponents have missed fifty four. Darts a, a double out of 66. World champions need luck like that. I'm not going to suggest that Devon is going to be world champion, particularly after what happened with MBG tonight. But Dan, when you have when your opponents miss darts like that, miss that many darts at a double, it's quite easy to be able to step in and, and, and take advantage of it. And that is what Devon did. You, you, you know, you're so right because there's so, there are so many stories of, and, I, and I'm again, I'm, I, I don't want to follow you in making the prediction that Devon's going to win. However, uh, there are definitely loads and there are repeated cases of people winning world championships. And when you look back through the, the route that they took to get to that final, they might have played exceptionally in the final and absolutely bossed it. But you look further back into the third round, the fourth round, the quarterfinals, and you'll see that regularly people come through that type of match where people could have taken advantage. People have missed real opportunities. People have repeatedly missed doubles against them. And, and, and Devin Peterson at the minute is, is in a pattern that, you know, we can draw from, you know, Phil Taylor, you can look at, you can look at three or four of Phil Taylor's world championship wins. And you, and you look to the earlier rounds in the game and think, my God, he should have been knocked out three or four times. For, for thing for things like that, and and again, you know, Jason, I don't think Jason's put on, I think, a real good display in this tournament and give a good show of himself. I think today was maybe just a step too far, and he, he met a Devin Peterson who's really up for it, really on form, playing playing at the level that he plays at, 
and Jason would have had to do something really exceptional to 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 knock that today, and he just he just couldn't step that extra level. I think. Like I say, this is a big moment though for Devon because obviously he's playing Gary Anderson next. We missed 33 darts of a double against Mental Sudovic. Let's take whatever happened, happened out of the equation, but he still missed 33 darts of a double. If Gary misses that many darts of a double again, Devon will surely go and win the match and make his first ever World Championship quarterfinal. I think what's key to think about with Devon Peterson is this year he's been the best 180 hitter in the entire sport on average 180s per leg. Now, when you think back to the last two times he's made the last 16, He's sort of been there as not necessarily a spectator, but you know, he's, he's gone there. He's done well to get to where he got to, but did you expect to go any further? You didn't. This year, he is a different force to be reckoned with. And I think he really will fancy a chance against Gary Anderson because he's already alluded to in his interviews that Gary Anderson gets riled quite easily and that Devon's already made the joke that he's going to go and switch the tables, which I do think would be quite funny. Whether he'll actually go for it, I don't think so. But um, yeah, I think to be honest, Gary Anderson can't afford to miss that many darts. But even if he plays his A game, his current A game, I still think Devin Peterson could could take that game quite easily if Devin plays his A game because Gary Anderson is nowhere near the player that won the World Championship a few years ago. So I think for Devin, yeah, he'll really fancy that game. I think he'd be up for it. Let's move on. And we've got to talk about uh, the final game of the day. And this is Daryl Gurney against Chris Dobie. And Dan, for me, Daryl Gurney looks somewhere near his best today in that 4-1 win over Chris Dobie. Um the chin, maybe, maybe making a late charge for the Premier League. He moves into the round of 16. It's a, a huge result for him back into round four once again. In short, Gurney again is another one that's just quietly slipping under that radar. Do you know, it, I, I found it refreshing, if I'm honest, because Daryl Gurney is a player that I, I you know, he... We all we all find players that we we like to support. You know, we, we support loads of different players, and we and I've always got behind Daryl Kearney, and 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 he's had a frustrating a frustrating year. You know, and I think twenty nineteen was really good for him. You know, match play semi finals, European semi finals, did well in the Premier League in twenty nineteen. 2020 has been a completely different year. He had a horrendous Premier League, and and I, I really enjoyed. Today's match, just as a, as, a, as, a, as someone who just roots for kind of Daryl Gurney a bit to see, like he looks like he's he is what he, he looked like what he was today, which is a top ten player, and he hasn't looked like a top ten player too many times this year. But he really, really did. You know, he averaged 101, 5180s, 45 percent on the doubles. I, I thought he did a really, really good job today. I was really impressed. He certainly was. Uh, this is a big moment. Do you, do you agree, Luke? In, in the way. That Gurney's playing and obviously sets up an intriguing encounter with the Dutch destroyer Vincent van der Voort. I think Gurney's a he's a prime example of someone who's exactly like Gurn Durant in the fact that both of them are really hard workers and have worked for their work for their sport within the darts world. Not necessarily the most naturally talented, but they're really hard working players. And so I agree with Dan. I think I'm I'm really chuffed to see Gurney go out and achieve what really he's well capable of. Let's not forget that this guy's never been relegated when he's been in the Premier League. He's always done himself justice. So if he is, does make a late charge. I think he's well deserving of a spot if he if he can play his normal uh, standard game. I think Van der Voort, you know, Van der Voort's come so close so many times, but has he got it in him to beat Gurney averaging 101? I think time will only tell. I don't want to go out on a limb because I think that one could be quite close. But yeah, I was I was really impressed with Gurney as well, and I think it's such a really quite exciting tie. I think that one, I think it starts the day off tomorrow, doesn't it? So that one's quite an exciting one to start with. Looking forward to it. 
What a game to start us off with after the drama of today. So this is how it happened then. Round three concludes to, 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 this evening at the William Hit World Darts Championship. And this is how it looked in the afternoon session. Stephen Bunting four, James Wade two. Of course, Wade hitting the nine data, but losing. Daryl Gurney four, Chris Davey one. Devin Peterson four, Jason Lowe nil. And then in the evening session, Dave Chisnell four, Danny Knopper two. Concluded the third round. We moved into the round of 16. And what a game. What a treat that we are, that we get to watch some absolutely sensational darts for Christmas. Christopher Tyski four, Gabriel Clemens, three, and Michael Van Gerwen, four, Joe Cullen, three. Of course, Van Gerwen coming from three sets to one down to go and book his place in the quarterfinals. So this is the final day of darts before 2020 is done tomorrow, or today, as you're listening. Vincent van der Voort against Daryl Gurney. Kicks us off in the afternoon session at 12 o'clock GMT. Stephen Bunting then takes on Ryan Searle and it's Devin Peterson against Gary Anderson. The evening session looks like this will be the end of the round of 16. Dirk van Dijvenboda against Glenn Durrance. Gerwin Price against Mervyn King. Oh my goodness, what a game that's going to be. <laughs> and Dave Chisnell against Dimitri Vandenberg is the last darts match of 2020. What a horrible year it has been. But my God, what a way we are going to end it with an absolutely sensational day of round of 16 action uh who am i going to go for first do you know what dan dan you can have first pick on this one my friend who is going to be well wh- who which two players are going to have the game of the day tomorrow i i don't wish to feel like a t-side stereotype oh but why did i even bother asking <laughs> 10 minutes past six tomorrow Glenn Duran again, and and I, but I genuinely, all jokes aside, <laughs> I think that it, when you look across the board, I, I you know when we we looked yesterday and say which games could be a horrendously tense and nervous four three like nail biter, and I, I I think that that's the one. I think yeah. it, I I do think that the, the I mean, but 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 equally. I think it could be a four niller either way. I think that's why I, the, the, it's the game I'm most excited for as a neutral fan because it, it it could be as a neutral. Well, <laughs> if, if, if <laughs> a neutral, you know, I like aubergines as well. Like, I, I, <laughs> don't like I, I'm, I'm from Teesside, but I don't mind an aubergine here. And, yeah. like, but, Fair enough. I I I know. I do. I think that game has the potential to be three three two two. Like you know, who can hold the darts for the game, or be a four niller either way? I, I just I think that it is the most interesting game. Um, two very very different players, and I'm really excited about it. This is a really I'm with you. It's an intriguing game because it really is a mixture of Dirk's power scoring against Duz's ability to hit a double. It is a real clash of stars, it's, and I'm very it, very it, excited. It, it, it's one eighties against double sixteens. I think tomorrow. Yeah, it, 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 it's a fair assessment. Yeah, and that's what I think it is. I think it, it, it is. It's it's how many chances Durant will get to close out double sixteen on the break. That, that and that's it because because Durant will keep hitting that double sixteen all day long. But but how many chances will he get to do it because of the scoring? And, that, and that's that's the interesting thing. I'm also looking forward to seeing, because as I said before, many times, and I mean this sincerely, not just because we've got two T-siders on the show, or all two people from the northeast, excuse me, on the show, uh, that Glenn Durant, if I had, um, if I needed a dark player for my life between, uh, and the checkout was between 95 and 130, 
there'd be no doubt that Glenn Durant would be the first player I would pick. Uh, right, Luke, your chance then, my friend, to now talk about your game of the day. Who are you going for? You know what? I've been on this podcast a few times now, but this is the first time I can hand on heart say it. All six games genuinely look really, really good. I cannot intriguing, aren't they? They're so all intriguing in different right. ways. There's, there's been a few days where you've gone, ah, oh, that game might not be so good. But genuinely, all six games tomorrow will be absolutely brilliant. So make sure you tune in for the whole day. I'm going to have to go with Peterson against Anderson because I think the, the pace of that game is going to suit both. Um, the 180 hitting from Peterson, we're really going to see a good show there. But let's not forget Anderson, when he's on his game, is an absolute monster on the 180s as well. I think that could quite easily go seven sets and I genuinely can't pick a winner. I think it, it depends who turns up on the day. Um, the A games and B games are both pretty close. But yeah, any of them six games are going to be absolutely brilliant. So make sure you tune in. Right, so like I say, Vincent van der Voort against Daryl Gurney. Van der Voort, again, it's a, it's a 180s versus... It's a 180s fest that's going to be with the way them two score. It's basically who can keep best on the doubles. Stephen Bunting and Ryan Searle, that's just going to be a war of attrition in that one. You mentioned Peterson against Anderson. Could be an absolute score fest gain. We mentioned about Dirk van Dijvenberg against Glenn Durrant, obviously, as well. It's a 180s versus double hitting. Gerwin Price against Mervyn King. It's basically where the Price will be able to keep his cool against Merv and where the Merv will be able to keep his cool against Price, really. when Because we know that Price is good enough to, hit, uh, to produce an astonishing average of performance, particularly on the doubles. And if he hits those big double out shots, you expect the roar. And I cannot wait to see Merv mouthing what is wrong with you again. Please, I'm please, please. Can to we? Gif. That is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for <laughs> a new Mervyn King gif. Furious at Gerwin Price tomorrow. Yep. That's good. That is going to be one hell of a highlight for 2020. But the game I am very much looking forward to, uh, I alluded to it earlier, is the last game of the day. Dave Chisnall against Dimitri Vandenberg. This could be anything. It could be a score fest. It could be a doubles fest. It could be dross. It could be incredible. We don't know what Chisnell and Dietrich Vandenberg are going to turn up. And that is what intrigues me so much. This is a huge game as well, because obviously Dimi currently world number eight. We know he's going to be in the Premier League pretty much home and hosed and guaranteed to be in the Premier League as a world match by champion. If he were to win this game, it would put the distance a little bit between uh, Chisnell and him. But obviously, and, and no one could ever take Chisnell at this moment in time for the world number nine spot. Appreciate, obviously, if people win, other people win, that that, that could change. But at this moment in time, Dave Chisnell would remain in the number nine spot. If Chizzy wins, then he overtakes Dimi. Dimi drops down to world number nine. And again... Dimi has to find a way to cover that match play run. And remember as well, he reached the quarterfinals here a couple of years ago. If he does it again, that, uh, sorry, uh, he reached the quarterfinals last year. If he does that again, he's covered that again for a couple of years. So again, it's, it's such an intriguing game between these two. And I'm very, very excited because let's be honest about it. Your reward for winning this is Michael Van Gogh in the quarterfinals. And, I, and Dimi was accused of looking too far ahead. And I, I, I agree with Gob in that sense. But if he does win this game, we get to see Michael Van Gerwen against Dimitri Vandenberg. Dimi loves this World Championship stage. It brings out the best in him. It's the match play champion against the world number one. That could be intriguing. But that is where we have to end it. Oh, sorry. Go on, Dan. You've got to go. You're going to go. Just, I was just going to completely agree, John. I think that, that if someone had said to me a month ago... Dan, you can put two if you for your entertainment pick two darts players on earth and they can play each other for your for your entertainment on TV. That's they're the two players. I, I you know I'd, I'd say well I want Dimmy to play Michael Van Gogh in. 
because because it's going to be outrageously exciting. And I think I think everyone's excited now. You know, now, now you know Dave Chisnell has as the as the opportunity to throw the spanner right in the middle of that. But I think there's an awful lot of people desperate to see that game just because of the way those two players play and how exciting that prospect is. That 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 I mean that that is what we all want to see out of this tournament, isn't it? Yeah, Luke. How, uh, Luke, how much do you want to bet now that Chizzy goes and ruins it for all of us neutrals <laughs> at this point? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> let's not let's not rule him out of a little bit of a scrap with Van Gogh. No, I agree in with the past, that. He's played well. If he gets into a quarter final, that could go a few sets. But yeah, who knows what Dave Chisel turns up? I don't even think Dave Chisel knows until he gets on the stage. If it's the Dave Chisel that turn up today. He's probably going to get routed, but if if not, then we'll see. Maybe it's going to be an absolute classic, and, and it might be, as you say, gets put on the Sky Sports Classics route, uh, on the on the Sky Sports Classic routine. So yeah, no, it could be close, but yeah, looking forward to that one. Good last game. What a way to end 2020. What a way to end this World Championship Daily podcast on a day of high drama. Luke Pickering, Dan Simpson, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on the show and just incredible. We talked about it enough, but I cannot stress enough just how incredible those two games have been. We know how much of a crap year it's been. We don't need to talk about it ever again, especially here in the UK at this moment in time. COVID cases are soaring. The pressure that people are under, everybody is nervous. Everybody is just wanting this year to end. And the first part of 2021 isn't going to be good. But that game, those two games, and in particular the last one, just two of the best games that have ever graced the Alexandra Palace stage. Michael Van Gerwen comes back from 3-1 down to beat Joe Cullen 4-3. Christopher Tyski and Gabriel Clements miss seven match darts each in the final leg. They're both on double one. It's Ratajski, the Polish eagle, that sets up his maiden quarterfinal appearance at the Alexandra Palace with a 4-3 win over Clements. Elsewhere, James Wade hits the nine darts the first in four years at this tournament. But he will lose, and he does lose. It's 4-2 to Stephen Bunting. He's out. Uh, Dave Chisnell is 2-0 down against Danny Knopper. He fights back and wins 12 of 14 legs to come through at four sets to two. Devin Peterson beats Jason Lowe by four sets to nil. A very good performance from Peterson. He moves on to play Gary Anderson. And Daryl Gurney beats Chris Doby 4-1. The chin is slowly going in under the radar. Well, 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 a full day tomorrow. The, the double session keeps on coming, 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Six more games for you here at the World Championship, the final day of darts in 2020. From us all here on OnlineDarts.com, thank you very much indeed for joining us here for the daily. We do appreciate you listening. The numbers have been through the roof, and we appreciate, really, really do, you guys sticking with us throughout this entire tournament. Don't forget, it's off at 12 o'clock. We're back with a live blog. So if you are back to work tomorrow, if you, if you are at work tomorrow, Keep up to date with it all. 12 o'clock, Brad Pates will be back in the chair to bring you an astonishingly good-looking afternoon session. Don't forget as well to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Search Online Darts on any one of those platforms. And you can listen to all of the interviews right now on onlinedarts.com with our roundup of the day in all in their written form, written by yours truly. So I had to give that one a plug. And also you can watch the you can watch the uh, the videos right now on Online Darts TV. You can find it right there all the interviews that we've done throughout this world championship we will be back again tomorrow for another installment of the world championship daily as we head into the new year break who will join christoph ratajski and michael van gerwin in the world championship quarterfinals we'll find out tomorrow have a great day take care